Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. Patiently waiting on our demise, cause our success can't be quantified. If we gave two fucks, two fucks by streaming numbers, would have put Kiss and Tell up on Spotify. Fuck you. Fuck you. Wait. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Ah. 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 Yeah, that was actually kind of good but who are we fucking oh, just fuck everybody okay <laughs> i'm like i mean we don't want to damage the <laughs> listeners that'd be tuning in every no, week no <laughs> if you guys are not familiar with nice from the carter's album everything is love that is beyonce's verse and she sings that part i think it's from a mm. movie well you know what we're not on spotify so maybe it's fuck them until yeah. we're on there, then it's like, thank you for your checks. Well, she says if she gave two fucks about streaming numbers, she would have put Lemonade on Spotify. And I remixed it and said, kiss and tell. Mm-hmm. Amen. Up on Spotify. Fuck you. Fuck you. Well, anywho. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I don't have a bio for our guest today. I'll read his bio. Okay. Go on ahead, bae. So, today's guest is a very special individual in my life his name is Corey emmanuel you can follow him on all social media platforms um but Corey, he is a phd candidate um he is studying a media psychology out in santa barbara he's almost done dissertation is going down his uh, dissertation is on black media so it's comparing old school media to the black panther where we are today like current media mm-hmm um, as well as the producer, host, and pretty much everything, intern, editor, all that jazz, of Lemme Your Lens that is now streaming on Facebook. Welcome our guest, Corey Emanuel. What's up, people? How so is it Corey E? I thought it was Corey E. Manual. No. You know, and I saw in the email you said Corey Manual, and I was like, I'm not going to even correct it. You know, I thought it was like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Corey Emanuel. Oh, like Emmanuel, like yeah, what like they in the call Bible. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's the That's gospel it. song with Emmanuel as a And lyric? he's from South Carolina too, so he's very biblical. Are your people okay with flow with they're good. hurricane so flow they're, coming through? They're all in South Carolina, so everybody in South Carolina seems to be safe. Okay. It's, it's the North Carolina. It's North folks. Carolina. Yeah. yeah, I had North to Carolina. Uh, I had to call up the OHT boys and ask them how their family's doing. Oh, and yeah. I had a I had a coworker at one of my old jobs that I, I DM'd her and I was like, You good? How's Petey Pablo? Is he okay? Has he tweeted recently? I have no clue. Maybe he's still swinging that shirt over his head like a helicopter. Like a helicopter? <laughs> Rescuing people this time, though. Hopefully. So, I, Jace, I haven't told you this yet, but in a couple what? weeks, I'm not pulling a Julie Chen uh, moon vest. Oh, God, please. But in a couple of weeks, you may need a temporary co-host. What? My mouth will be out of out of whack. It will be what out of commission. What does that mean? What you doing? I'm getting all four of my wisdom teeth pulled. That's very adult of you, I think. It is. No, it is. Uh-huh. It is. I'm taking full advantage. I'm like, I have a little downtime. I got insurance. Let's get this knocked out. I've gotten some, some, I got fillings taken care of. You know, insurance will make or break decisions like that. Yeah, I'm like, for sure. while I have it, because ain't no issue like a mouth issue. Am mm-hmm. I lying? And a surgery. And I know. But what's crazy is that I am more nervous about wisdom tooth extraction than I am breast augmentation. I believe that. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's go get these titties. Because, I mean, titties, that's that's skin. That's fat. That heals. But I feel like a toothache, like, you have to speak. Like, you need to eat. I don't need any. When your mouth is fucked up, like. Forget it. 
it's a wrap. Yeah, I don't. I'm 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 really terrified, but I'm gonna stock up on soup. I've recently fallen in love with Trader Joe's tomato and feta. Mm. It's a delicious mm. soup. Well, I'm vegan. Now, I make it spicy. So. Oh, you just have to get it's regular like, tomato. Yeah. No feta, or like a soy feta. <laughs> I had the option when I was at Trader Joe's yesterday. I love their spring rolls, and I had the option to get either the shrimp one with the peanut sauce, one of my faves. Or tofu, which was like two dollars cheaper. Mm. I got the shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, twelve ninety nine. I no, it wasn't twelve. It was it was like it was around <laughs> Come like on, five. Collins. It was like five. Oh, I caught the Collins reference. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 best five star restaurant in Los Angeles <laughs> County, south of the ten. South of the ten. Collins Fish Market. Like West Adams Fish, shrimp oysters. So yeah, I'm getting my teeth pulled. I want to let you guys know that Anita Baker was freaking great. I was yeah. in full auntie mode. And what I liked about her farewell tour is that the band, the live band would kick in, like kick up a song, right? And the audience would start singing. And so that's the way Anita did it. A lot of like the big hits. Mm. She'd be like, this is your band. Like she'd act like, like in hindsight, I know it was planned, but she'd act like, okay. And then once we were done singing, when I say the the full song, all of the ad libs, everything then she'd be like can i sing it for you now and then she she's a sing good ad lib catalog yes. and then, would you would you say like out of all the aunties right now like anita still really holds it down vocally she does her and shaka okay. when when shaka has it together okay um <laughs> anita anita was fantastic i ran into shout out to yvette nicole brown and calendria roland uh she actually brought kelly up on stage her mm-hmm. and kelly sang angel at the end, Stevie Wonder came out again. He was out night one, uh, and they sang. It was it was just nice, and it felt it was one of those concerts that I really sat in the moment. Like this is it. I will never see Anita Baker again. She nice. doesn't go to award shows for right. what? Unless she's being honored. Right. I will never see her again. And it was like, last minute too. Like you found out like what? Yeah, my hours friend, before. No, it was it was maybe Wednesday. My friend was like, "Do you okay. want to go to this concert with me?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, that's Anita right. Mom, like, the classic. Yes. Right. So I she got my on life roll, on the run tour. I got my life, and I pre-gamed. I went to my apartment oh. after we because uh, I have some Tito's in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I had some Tito's and lemonade in a Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm. I sipped that Put on that my way. On. Yep, sipped <laughs> that on the way to the. What did you mix theater. it with? Oh, lemonade. lemonade. And mm-hmm. I sipped that on my way to the Greek theater, and I had a blast. Anita just sent me. It was just. It was a starry night. The weather was perfect. She cranked out the tunes, even though she has. She didn't perform everything from her catalog. Hmm. It was. I felt like it might have only been a few songs actually, but it was extended because keep in mind we were doing live karaoke, and right. then she'd sing mm-hmm. the damn song. Right. So it's uh, funny because I had the literary, literary soul symposium the day after we recorded. Uh, last right, week and right, a lot with of the guys Lee Ralph. right Shirley Ralph was did you invite her speaker. on the show no but I do have her contact information that was your chance I don't know she knows she who I am she took a picture with absolutely me and everything she knows who I am you should have said hey sis hey sis it was a lot going hey, on hey auntie hey D Mitchell it's actually my mentors used to work so she uh, has Diva Simply Sammy that comes on every single year yes and it's a huge AIDS advocacy um, I went one year ball. that's when I met Jennifer Lewis yeah and so the Truth Awards who my mentors produce is an extension of Diva Simply Singing so we had that whole connection had a whole moment so hopefully Shirley Ralph will be on Kissing Tour Radio Original pretty soon she was definitely like she came up on stage and was like I don't know why they keep putting podiums in front of me you can see all of me she had a shirt that said she's Diva she's such a diva she's a delta no Diva and all rhinestones she Shout out. That was her shirt. And she got us together. Was it red? It was black with red writing. Yeah, she does not play about her DST. Mm-mm. She's been Lauren Hill's mother and 
Brandy's mother. Yep. On TV? Yeah. yeah. She was Lauren Hill's mother in Sister Act 2. Yeah. Oh, she was yes. Re- Rita's mother. We just watched that, babe. I said no singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, she was D. Mitchell. And yep. I still watch Moesha. Let me tell you something. MTV2 has those quick little marathons. They'll play two episodes of Moesha, two episodes of Sister Sister, two episodes of The Parkers. Mm-hmm. And I get my Black life. Right. I get, it was actually dope because she sister. also kind of brought up her being on Broadway with, with uh, Dreamgirls. Yes. And the, the original Dreamgirls. Yeah, the original one. And the AIDS epidemic and how that kind of affected her, you know, social life. And she read a, a chapter from her book kind of discussing, like, you know, all my friends were literally dying and just being wiped out. It's and, funny that you mentioned that because Jennifer Lewis talks about that era in her book mm-hmm. as well. Well, I mean, like, that's why these, like, Jennifer Lewis, you know, Shirley Roth, these are, like, Loretta. idolized, Loretta, these are idolized by gay black men because they were in it mm-hmm. during the stuff, and they have used a platform to bring awareness to what's going on, so mm-hmm. it was really dope. And even my mom, I feel like if you were in any big city, smaller cities, it might not have been as big of an issue because it just wasn't talked about, or you had that one local town gay or whatever, but if you were in a big, the one local game. in a big <laughs> city, I feel like because my mom has the same stories. She was fresh to Chicago from the South, working her first job before she got into teaching. She was working at Amtrak as a as a booking person. Um, and yeah, she, people who she went to lunch with, like one of her coworkers, I remember. I think I might have shared yeah, on this platform. Me. Yeah, told me. he didn't have insurance. He didn't have insurance. He had to work till the day he died, practically. He had lesions on his skin still at work, and no one wanted to be around him. No one wanted to talk to him. My mom has these stories. So the same, I said, because they come from the same group. Right. Like, my mom is a more mature woman herself. Mm-hmm. A seasoned so woman of she's, the same right, church. Right. So I'm seasoned. I'm excited. I opened the show singing Beyonce, by the way, because I'm going to go see Beyonce. She'll be in L.A. Hey. this weekend. Two days in Pasadena. She's down to what? Seven more shows. Six Might be six. Shows. six. They're, think, they're yeah, done like yeah, October yeah. 4th, I think. She's yeah. tired. And then she's got a big charity event coming up. Oh, my God. I looked LA. up those prices. I can't remember the name of the event. It's like City of Hope or something mm-hmm. like that. City of Hope. I looked right. up those prices. They The, the tables range from $15,000 to $100,000. And if you want an individual ticket, unassigned seating, $1,500. Wow. Well, help me. I'm poor. But I think she's dropping an album. Not kidding. I think she is. Okay. Without Jay-Z, hopefully, this time? Yeah, without Jay. I think this is going to be a solo effort. Mm. And I think she's dropping an album. Thank God. No, no, don't, she to drop him. Don't act like all of Beyonce's projects have been with Jay-Z. No, but this last album just did nothing for me. I like. I feel like they well. had. I feel like they had to put that out because people were like, "Why am I paying for this? See the same thing over yes. again?" So like, all right, let's put an album together. But it has what six songs on it? It has eight. I want to say it's done in forty minutes. Right. Exactly. So yeah. like, all right, let's make some new music so people feel like they're getting their bang for their buck with these tickets. We need another visual. I want uh, heard about us. I need seven one three. I need a new visual. Nice boss. Come on, Carters. Anyway, friendly reminder that the rent is due next week. Also, there's so much good TV coming back. Oh, my gosh. So I've been watching. Did you guys watch Apocalypse, American Horror Stories? We watched it together. We Mm -hmm. We did. My God, those first 10 minutes. I think what scared me about it is it's tangible. They didn't play off. And I tweeted about this. It wasn't a play off of like Armageddon and and a meteor hitting, you know, or like Geostorm, like the the seas rising in Washington. Like it is literally a tangible threat. We got the threat of a missile on our phone. Like, just kill me. Oh, I wouldn't have fought. I wouldn't have fought to live. Well, 
Here we are, pour me a glass of wine. Bye. I wouldn't have fought to live, but if you think about it, there were only people selected to like. We wouldn't have had. We would have died anyway. <laughs> you don't we know don't that. Have, no, we, we would have died. We got a bunch of Twitter party and buying secure. We don't know. We would have died. We could have got an email last minute talking Child, about catch this flight. We would have been San gone. Monica. We would have been gone. You never know. And watching the episode, I would have preferred to be gone. Don't nobody want to be in no nuclear winter, trapped in no no house with no lights, with them old clothes. Eating human flesh mm. stew. Mm. Mm. Being mm. tortured. tortured. Yeah. Tortured. Yeah. Literally tortured. Uh, but I'm I'm anticipating the rest of the season. I can't wait for the the witches to storm. Right. But those first 10 minutes really messed with my head because it is tan- It is a tangible fear. It is a possibility. Kill me. That we are. Well, that's exactly what will happen. Mm-hmm. If, you, if we got a, an alert on our phone right now that a missile is coming, we have no choice but to, I guess, continue sitting here. So right. Right. Where are you going like, to go? Well, we can so upload right. this real quick. We may get 10 minutes of the first. Part, you ain't got but. no no uh, <laughs> possessions to take. Like, you can't take nothing. Which, where are you going? Everything gone. And Do living like in Trump's. Episode? I'm ready to see what happens in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said the first 10 minutes. Because right. after that, I was kind of like, mm. yeah. Because it went to that like whole like witchy poo and. Shout out to Jeffrey Chapman. I oh, see yeah. you shining, boo. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. They shot his bay. It was really sad. I know. He was contaminated. <laughs> Radiation. So was Lawrence. Also, we got uh, How to Get Away with Murder coming back. We got 911 on Fox coming yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Star oh, coming back. Star. It's literally everything is coming back and then on top of that are st- still our same weekend shows we got two more episodes of insecure mm-hmm. still got Ayanla, still got married to medicine which i'm now watching and no being mary jane basketball wives just ended kardashians and shameless uh, and Shar, i saw on twitter you uh you introduced us to the new cast of the real housewives of in that unofficial Atlanta, photo in that unofficial photo yeah it was so. a retweet you brought but it up again too Wendy yeah, Williams. Wendy did, and Nene addressed it too. Nene was upset about the photo because that's she was one of the main people I was talking about when I said that they were in an un, it's not a flattering photo. But someone said that it was also on the Bravo website. That's what Wendy reported. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. Who cares? I'm hoping for a good season. I'm not too excited though because things that I've been hearing is that it's going to be a, another drag season like last year um, because no one's bringing the drama. Nene's going to be consumed with heel and Greg. Porsche got a man, ain't nothing going, you know, like it's nothing. It's not what it's, it's not what we're used to. Go to Potomac. Candy. Does, well, Potomac's not all. Well, this past season they did deliver. I thought it was funny. This past season before that, they have been very hit or miss as well. Was that three, season three? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch season one. But I see, Monique in comparison on. to Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta came out the gate swing in season one. True. Like True. season one through like season nine, I want to say was Real Housewives of Atlanta's like shining beacon. Like they they had hits that stuck like mm-hmm. grits. They never had a season that was lackluster till season 10. Right. So, I yeah. I agree with that. I'm excited for all the TV to come back now. This damn Cat Williams and Wanda Smith. <laughs> if in case you all missed it, Cat took his ass up to V103. Um they were they were in, uh interviewing someone else, but uh, they begged cuz I watched Wanda's follow-up interview. Did you s- check it out? No, it's I like 40 minutes. Okay. She went on air 40 minutes. She went on air earlier this week. Well, she's a personality on the show. So it would be like if someone if I was explaining a story, like I work here, I'm not a guest. Yeah. So I get to take all the time I want. But 40 minutes? It was worth it. Mm. It was really worth it aside from her victimizing herself. But <laughs> she uh 
yeah, so th- she ended up explaining in her follow-up whatever that they basically begged Kat to come on air because he didn't want to come on air. They begged him because why not kill two birds with one stone? I've never interviewed you before. Things anybody would do. Now what movie did she do with Kat Wan- or with uh, Tiffany Haddish? She didn't do a movie. Wanda Smith. No, no, no. Cat Williams did. Oh, I don't know that movie. Because they got an Emmy together that they. But it wasn't for that movie. No, those were for two separate TV appearances. From something she did when years ago. Oh, before yeah. she, before girls trip because yeah. she tweeted like I'll see you at the Emmys when we compose with our awards together right. which they did keep in mind the Emmys doesn't do movies though they do TV so Tiffany right. won for Saturday Night Live and Kat won for Atlanta totes season two episode one I watched that episode Alligator Man yeah, or whatever that was Man. a good one that was a good one um, and I don't like Atlanta but I watched that one yeah. that one was good but uh, so yeah they ended up Kat ends up railing on Tiffany Haddish I I don't think he was lying. Love you, Tiff Boo, but I don't think he was lying. It was the delivery. He's railing on Kevin Hart, just going in on a whole <laughs> lot of people. And then towards the end, he and Wanda had a nasty read session where Wanda couldn't keep up, which she admitted to in her follow-up interview. She admitted to she's someone that's not quick on her toes. And so a, a girl like me who's watching it, who, of course, would love to be on the radio, I learned from things like this. And I just felt like Wanda could have easily rerouted the interview, but she messed up and got her feelings involved, which resulted in her getting fried. The hair like, thing? Uh, well, I don't know. I think when he said you big on the radio, that that's when her homophobia jumped out. She called him little mama, Miss Cat, like anything. Mm. You know, she didn't have any uh, comebacks. Right. But anywho, later that night, Cat was performing at an Atlanta comedy club, and Miss Wanda's husband pulled at, pulled out the gat on Cat. Now, with said, let me talk to you for a minute. Right, but how she reported it. Now, of course, stories are still floating around. What she said on the radio is that Kat beelined to her. Like, he was walking, he saw her on the sidewalk and beelined over to her and said, don't you ever try me. See, when you, when you play with me, you go viral. He said something along those lines, and he wouldn't let it go. And so that's when her husband kind of stepped in and put his hand on his waist, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. so that's the story floating around. I think that all of this is so silly. I think that this climate that we live in is just so silly with, with, with everybody fighting. Like, why can't we just read and roast and toast down to the ground and move on like right. we used to? And then we, there was a, a clip uh, of Kelly recently talking about the Nikki and Cardi fight in that same vein about, like, there are bigger things. There are bigger battles that we need to be fighting versus fighting one another in these sort of petty it's never worth it. When I look yeah. at Wendy Williams' story and how she trolled, how harshly she trolled people for during her 20-year radio career, the only incident I can think of is when Total showed up at her job and was trying to jump her. The singing group. <laughs> wow. Total. The whole group. <laughs> and, her, and her co-workers knew knock, knock, knock. and did not tell her. And something happened. Like, she looked up and her co-workers were peeking out the blinds. Like, the co-workers knew Total was, like, hiding in the parking lot. Wendy's shift ended. She's walking out to her car. You guys got to hear her tell Nippy, it. It is Nippy, quite Nippy hilarious. want to come and, and confront her, too? Yeah. Wasn't there a little... They had a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, long gone are those days. Right. <laughs> it seems like you can't say anything about anyone without someone coming up to, the, to Shamrock Studios with the pistol. Right. That's not where we are, by the way. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. But anywho, I think that's all I want to talk about. Oh, did you all hear about Drake, by the way? I am concerned no. about Aubrey. What's going we got to touch Drake? on this. We got to touch on this. So you all know, I don't have the girl's name, but she the model, is. Right? Yes. And she's someone famous as daughter, like Jimmy Jam, Terry I, Lewis. Yes, mm-hmm. I did see that. So she's a model. She met Drake. She's 18. She met Drake two years ago. First red flag. Okay. Um, it is alleged that they are date. She went to the tour. Summer 16 tour, mm-hmm, two years ago when she was 16. 
And uh, they had linked up in the past. So my little radars were going off on that because now with them allegedly dating, Drake is 31, she's 18, both adults. But it's just something that just seems kind of predatory about that, especially with you knowing her since she was 16. Um, I, I get that. But let's let's be real for a minute now. Shar, remember when you were a 16-year-old baddie? Yes, you know? but I would never be this 30-year-old baddie hollering at or or checking out someone at 16 and waiting until no, they're I get 18. that though, but there there could have very well been a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old that you may have been interested in, right? That's a full-fledged, that's not 18. 21 is not on the... on. But it's still illegal. 21 is not illegal. If you're 16? Oh, you're talking about, I'm thinking you're talking right. about me being 30, talking no, to a No, 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 I'm saying if when you were 16. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sure there were dudes. Oh, yes. That, of course. I was with older right. guys, but that didn't make it okay. No, I'm not saying it made it okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying we have to like be real in that moment of like this is just you know your typical teenage you probably crush at the time Mm-mm. and well, now not, it's evolved as they've evolved well, as let me, adults let me tell you something i'm not pointing any fingers at this young lady i'm pointing all of the fingers at aubrey graham right. because something in the milk is not clean and it gets worse before you weigh in mm-hmm. i don't approve of this i think that it is very inappropriate shit i just lost the article Give me a second. Now, wait, who is Ar- Aubrey Graham again? That's Drake's Drake. real name. Drake's real Wheelchair name. Wheelchair Jimmy. Got it. So, Drake, oh my God, why can't I find this article? I should have pinned it. Well, while you look, um, I think I'm kind of on, because I actually watched the show with Wendy, because Wendy does not agree as well, but because she kind of comes from an entertainment background, she's a su- successful model. She's not like some teenager going to like Harrison People High School. People said the same thing about Kylie, and I didn't think 25-year-old Tyga dating 17-year-old Kylie was appropriate or cute. I didn't mind that, to be honest. I'm not buying it. Drake, this is what I wanted to add to this. So Millie Bobby Brown, who we all know is the little 13-year-old from Stranger Things, has shared with, uh, I think it's Entertainment Tonight, Billboard uh, is reporting that her and Drake text. I think that's wildly inappropriate. And talk about boys. Do y'all not, maybe it's just Wait, me. Wait, who is this person? Millie Bobby Brown. the little Who's 13, a boy? No, she's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. The little okay. 13-year-old white girl from Stranger Things, the alien. I don't know if you've all have ever watched Stranger Things. I've seen the first few episodes or whatever. So I'm familiar with the character. Plus she was at the Emmys last night. Mm -hmm. Her and Drake have each other's numbers and are texting about boys. As a matter of fact, I want to read the direct quote. Because what doesn't sit right to me about this is there's no way in hell. And I didn't understand when my mom would go off. Because I had an instance where in the church, um, the drummer, I was like 12 or 13 with the cell phone. And one of the drummers was like texting me about songs and my mom ended up going off on him about it. And I looked at it like, what was, you know, what's the big deal? But in hindsight, I see the big deal. You don't need to be texting my child at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and it ain't a choir rehearsal day talking about songs and you a grown ass man. Also, that's when text tech costs money. No. Five cents a text. mm -mm. I had an incident like that in high school with a teacher. A teacher, mm-hmm. but it was again to same sort of vein that Shar is talking about. It wasn't anything inappropriate. It was actually like a teacher slash uh, high school like choir a person. Oh, and we were texting about music too. Or no, she called, returned a call that I I you know called her about. But my mom had an issue with that too. She was like, I don't I care talk- if it is about music. Like this is just inappropriate. And it is. So I get people it. don't. People need to. Even if things are innocent, I feel like Drake has a responsibility as a grown ass, fully formed 31, 31 year old man to look at the optics of a situation. You have no business texting a child. 
Anyway, this girl says uh, this was to access Hollywood yesterday on the Emmy red carpet. Quote, I love him. I met him in Australia and he's honestly so fantastic. Great friend, great role model. We just text each other the other day and he was like, I miss you so much. And I was like, I miss you more. He's great. The 14 year old added. Oh, she's 14. Excuse me. Um, When asked about the type of advice that uh, the rapper gives her, Brown replied, quote, about boys, he helps me. Brown went on to explain that she is planning on seeing Drake when he comes to Atlanta in November for his Aubrey and the Three Migos tour. I just find that inappropriate. Mm. Even though the conversation was innocent, I know that if I had a niece, my cousin, one of my cousins is in her early 20s and dating someone significantly older than her. I look at that as inappropriate. Um, The hammer would come down if I was this girl's parent. Mm -hmm. It just would. Now, but you think it's the the opposite sex thing that is what really Absolutely, because I was going to say, because that could be like someone's mentor because that's a girl and a guy. It's like, oh, this is inappropriate. But then again, like, what if if it's someone who's gay? What if it's someone who is, you know, 13 or Okay, but Drake ain't gay. I know, but I'm saying, well, we don't know that. But what if it's somebody who is, you know, 13 years old texting like, hey, I need advice about a boys. And he's texting a 32-year-old who's a guy and it's they're both like gay. Oh, if they're both gay. Right. Th- that's different. That's in a different vein, in my Why? opinion. It's just the optics of it. It's in a different vein. But it I still been, uh, What's I that still movie think, that came out that won an Oscar? Um, say My Name? Call Me By Your Name. Call me by your Wildly right. inappropriate. The way, the way that I look at it, and I know that not everybody has these intentions, but it seems like grooming and it seems predatory. That's just what it seems like. Nothing about that is innocent to me. It just is not. And that might speak to my own experience or how I view the world. Mm-hmm. But it's something about a 31-year-old grown-ass man engaging in text conversations with the with the 14 year old that's inappropriate i don't care how you slice it i don't care how you slice it i don't know i could go either way to if be it's jaden smith if it was 14 year old jaden smith i probably wouldn't look at it as inappropriate even though you got to uh, still go through the parent like i don't so is 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 this young lady's parents in approval of this that i don't know no mm. one went that. This just happened yesterday when she right. revealed this. Right. So Billboard just ran the story today. So I don't oh, know if man. the parents approved to each their own. I just know that in the event that I have offspring, that shit will not be going down in my house. Also, I'm not communicating with, I wouldn't even want a 14-year-old who's not in relation to me having my number. I just wouldn't. Email me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and see, even that is different. Mm-hmm. If she said that she and Jake emailed that would be different it's something intimate about having the number that number. i just do not like <laughs> we talked about this earlier off off the line or off air i do not we did mm-hmm. but i do not like that i do not like that you guys listening weigh in let Man. me know if i'm tripping i could go either way to be honest i mean i, I could definitely see both sides but coming from some place where like okay i wish i would have had someone because i remember like my cousins or even people who are older than me like let's say i'm 14 15 years old my parents are a little bit too old to like relate to yes but someone who's like you know 28 30 i thought they were the coolest person in the world same and so like having that type of relationship and grooming and the conversation i think i'd be a lot more open to having discussion with that i do understand the optic part as well though you know, especially a little white girl, big black man. I wasn't you know. even talking race. I'm just well, talking. But that still is something that, that does contribute you know, to the it absolutely does. And so I could definitely see both sides of the argument when it comes to that. And even Kourtney Kardashian is run- 
running around here with old boy from Blackish, I allegedly. Know. Not Blackish, Grownish. Whatever. One of the issues. I, I know personally I would feel uncomfortable with my 14 year old daughter having a texting relationship with a 30 year old man, even though they're both sort of in that celebrity sort of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still would feel uncomfortable. Texting, with I miss it. you. Boy, yeah. I know I would. Oh, my blood pressure is up thinking yeah, about I miss it. Yeah, it's a little bit extreme. I would blow a gasket. Are yeah. you crazy? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the uh, and like I said, you guys weigh in. Be sure to use the hashtag KAT radio because I want to see what you all think. And let me know if I'm tripping because I definitely had a thing popping out of my forehead. All right. Let's get into the LGBT corner. So this week's lgbt corner actually goes to someone we are both on a panel with at webfest um her name is arlan um and she is a black queer woman who was on the cover of fast company magazine so she's actually been making waves in the business industry so she has her own uh, backstage capital firm where do you remember her mm. uh, at webfest was she sitting at the end of the she panel? She was at the end. Yeah, I do remember her. Um, yeah, so I've been, after we spoke with her on the panel, I've been following her, kind of her journey. And she has a podcast. She has a bunch of different stuff about kind of enlightening. And she has a crazy story. Like, she was homeless at one point, And then she, like, from homelessness, she ended up being, like, the business owner of this huge uh, venture capital company and investing in these great projects. And I'm going well. And so she was actually featured on the cover of Fast Company magazine. She's been blowing up all over social media with it. She actually tweeted a picture of um, her in the middle of Issa Rae's Glamour magazine cover and Oprah's um, O magazine cover. She's right in the middle. So she's just really feeling her push right now. And it's great to see black queer women doing their thing. Um, So shout out to her. And if you actually kind of want to pick up the magazine, too, because... One, I have some few products that I want to start up, so the more you know, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's actually out here doing her rounds, and so congrats to her. Shout out. What's her name again? Arlan. So A-R-L-A-N. Okay. All right, Arlan. Get it, girl. Come on the show. So, Shara, we're going to get into your, um, your yes. topic. I also want to acknowledge that before I jump in my topic, I think I'm also reeling coming off the heels of that explosive... I think it might have been New York Post or Variety magazine um, expose with an interview with Soon Yi and Woody Allen. Soon Yi. You know, Woody Allen uh, married his stepdaughter. Oh. Mia Farrow's ex-boyfriend, Woody Allen. Um, And so that's been all over the Internet and it's been weighing on my heart because (laughs) that interview was something else. Hmm. And And he's alleged to have molested... Mia's daughter. I should note. Oh that. my god! Yeah, even though they say that it's not true, but I mean, you married your adoptive daughter, like that's bizarre. So you raised her real and quickly, married her, and no one gives a damn. So clueless, <gasps> by the way, off the cuff, real quick. So you know how Cher ended up getting with her ex stepbrother? Did anybody feel snubbed? Yeah. I, don't, I, I love Josh. Clu- I haven't seen Clueless in so long. I remember like not really being aware of that the first time I saw it, but then going back and seeing it over the years, I'm like, wait, she did. So get she ends with up getting her. with her ex, her former stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, no one ever talks about that with no that movie. No one ever talks about it. I forgot. I haven't seen Clueless. Is not one of those movies that. It's a cult classic, Char. I know, but it's not one of those movies that I run to go see. If I see that it's on, if I feel like watching it, I'll watch it. It's not 
something that I feel I, not nothing like my set it off or waiting to excel. You oh know. God! <laughs> oh yes. Let's kill someone on the five freeway. Like what? <laughs> I I I fell in love with set it off as an adult. It's a great movie it's about great friendship, movie. sisterhood. Great soundtrack. I love set it off. I saw it when I was a kid. Great see, I cast. didn't see it as a as a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know why so, I was in that theater. My topic. Mm-hmm. So my topic is one. I was watching a clip of the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she had the hosts of GMA Day, which we know is Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes, on today. And as a matter of fact, today's Sarah Haynes' birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Sarah birth- Haynes! Happy birthday! She's forty-one. Really? Yes. Just started right. off just like managing Facebook for the Today Show back in the day. Remember she was she an w- NBC page. Yeah, she was an NBC page, yeah. and she worked her way on with Hoda and Kathy yep. Lee, and yep. here she is, co-hosting Good Morning. Co-hosting Good Day. Good Day. It used day. to be Good Afternoon, America, but that was, you know, that was before the Chew, not after the Chew is GMA Day. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so Sarah's birthday is today. Sanaa's birthday is tomorrow. Napoli every after coming in a week, right? Is it a week? I thought it was this Friday. Maybe it's this Friday. I think it's this Friday because September's she's, been a blur. She's been on heavy press tour That's right true. now, That's so it would have to be this Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, Ellen gave them a chance. They came out to L.A. And so Ellen kind of redesigned some of her set to look like GMA Day, and she gave them an opportunity to ask her questions, like interview her. And one of the questions led to this answer, and it, it got me to thinking because I want to know what you all think about this. So they asked her, when did she know that Portia de Rossi was the one? And Ellen said that she, I guess, met Portia or ran into Portia, and she decided that Portia was the quote-unquote one three whole years prior to them actually mm. getting Ooh. together. Mm. So let me repeat that again. So what were you doing for three whole ass years? She, who know, Maybe Portia had a relationship. Who knows? So she's just waiting That's in the queue? Point. Who knows? <laughs> she didn't go into detail, but she said that she met, when she met Portia three years prior to them hooking up, she knew instantly that Portia was the one. So this is kind of awkward because you all are a couple. Does the internet need to know that? That's fine. I think I already said that, right? I don't know. But anyway. This is my boyfriend, by the way. Our guest host today is my boyfriend, who I've also discussed before. So, anyhow. Hey, babe. And the one that I yelled at Jace about, if you guys go listen. You yelled at me about. (laughs) Remember when you. That was a podcast. That was when um, Jade and XD were in town and we went out. And you were trying to oh, go because yes. he was making you dinner, and yes. I went in on you. Okay, yeah. So give, to give context, this is before I knew who Corey there was. There's an episode and she fell in love with me. I did. Yes. I did. There's an episode that's out there somewhere in the abyss <laughs> where I Jaden XD had a live show, and I had made plans to go um, and have dinner. It was with Corey. the Mark episode or the episode after Mark. Right, that was Mark after was Mark. In town. Yeah, and so because my friends were in town and they wanted to go out after JNXT show, Shar yelled at me, took my phone away from me, and told me to get in the damn Uber and we're going to West Hollywood. Because so, this boy ain't even. I said Jay's trying to leave us. Like for you a don't guy know him. You don't man. know him. Da, 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 da. Here we are, like seven, eight months later. We were having a blast. It was fun, and we I did leave in a timely manner too. I I went and I also left before things got out of control please i was there when things got out of control when they simmered down <laughs> shout out to mark and mason <laughs> and xd and jade and all the crew oh we had a great time but anywho so my question to you all is have you ever met someone who you think is the one you go first i actually know you look it's gonna get real quiet on kat y'all real quiet cricket 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 um so i've had 
so with me, when it comes to dating in particular, I have very discerning. So I know if I would like take you seriously in the long run pretty quickly. And that has pissed people off because I just want to take you out the drinks or I want to like treat your dinner. I was like, I have no interest because I don't see myself going past right. that. You were dating intentionally, not right. just dating and today. I, and I don't like casual dating. I've gotten yelled at this about this because I was like, I don't want to go to get to know you over cocktails and Me small either. bites. Because like Me if I don't either. see right, like if I don't see, I can do that with the homegirls, right? I, exactly. I would rather call you or Tyler or just someone like, and we can go get wings or something. I will right. vegan wings and get for you right vegan wings and get trashed and be fine and be just fine. Um, and so I remember in particular, I'll just use you as an example, babe. But I remember meeting Corey. Actually, I don't remember meeting you because we met prior to at Christmas party. Um, but I remember when it was finally like an intimate setting. I had, like, emerged from the room, and he was taking pictures of my former roommate. And I remember him looking at me like I was Jesus rising from the tomb. Oh. And, like, I, w- I was just like, oh. oh, like, what is this? You said, shawty, what's your name? <laughs> shawty, what's your name? Let me buy you a short set. <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, I will never should, like, until I die. I know. It's still Beyonce, though. <laughs> um, but I will never forget, like, the look that he, like, gave me. Like, he was just, like, mesmerized. And, like, people, you know, when people, like, feel you, whatever, you're just like, all right, cool, whatever. But, like, I kind of felt like, let, me find, let me find out some too. more. Yeah, let me find out some more. So my my mouth is crazy, um, and so I kind of that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. <laughs> I mean, it is a crazy a lot of different ways. Oh, um, well, hashtag that hashtag, hashtag that. Crazy um, but I verbally I put him to the kind of the test. Like I started asking him about his sexual life, like right off the bat. Of course, because that's classic Jace. Yeah, and so and he <laughs> and he was you know up to part of the conversation and we had a really interesting conversation about sex and did we talk about anything else that was pretty much the yeah with jace i'm yeah. sure that's that was just where the bar was right but he was just so well put together and i was just like wow like he's really like giving like these scholarly answers to like my questions about getting dick down so, so you was ready and waiting no 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 because we were both i was on oh, my that one night you were Fourth of July. I was off my sabbatical, so I couldn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a party. But I'm gonna clap my tongue for um, the listeners. But what DM was also me, really y'all. interesting was because we were both on a sexual sabbatical, so I was not having sex, and neither was he, and so it was kind of interesting getting to know him. And you know, it, I thought that was also like kind of a sign to, you know, it's yeah. him. But I, I will never forget like the look. And I remember I was like, okay, like, and we got into an argument about something about, um, you called me difficult. I mean, I'm not. Keep saying it. I'm not. I really, I'm really not. At like the core, I'm not that difficult. Okay. But yeah, that's Corey, kind of you've been answer. very quiet this entire I've episode. Been, uh, you know, so I'm gonna sit back and let you because he's still trying me. to figure how, it out. How about, how, no, I'm not trying to figure it out. How about you lend us your mic? So <laughs> I will say for me that for a really long time, I equated like the one with marriage. Okay, and yes. because I didn't know where I stood with marriage, I was I wasn't kind of fucking with that word the one to be quite honest with you okay you know because again i i kind of put them in the same boat i can um, see why yeah yeah so i to answer your question like i 
I can't really say that I had like found the one because of that. Cause I, to me that would have meant, Oh, I'm going to marry this person. And because I don't know if like, I'm actually going to be quote unquote married mm-hmm. in the traditional sense of marriage. Ain't nothing wrong with an Oprah Stedman. Right. Right. So I didn't know, like, you know, I guess Oprah maybe considers Stedman the one after all this time. Right. Uh, hell yeah. I would think so. Yeah. So I guess for me, I've had to sort of reimagine what that means to be the one. Mm. Yeah. So does like the one mean, cause like I should think about my parents, like my parents, your parents have had a few, right? So <laughs> both have. of them, they have, Jace, right? Jace was raised with six parents. I'll right. never forget. All my damn, <sighs> my damn group text right now. My bill. No, that dude. was an episode of kiss and tell. Um, right. But, like, is there really, like, the one, like, do we really have to hone ourselves? Is that a one at a time, or is it? Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I remember an article I found a few years ago, I have to share with you guys, but it talked about, like, the difference between, like, a soulmate and it might have been a twin flame. Because I don't know if you guys are familiar your, with your that. Your soulmate does not have to be anyone romantical. Right. 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 Your soulmate could so, be a best my friend. soulmate. Right. And so, but I think when we talk about the one, we put them in a romantic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's like a romantic, you know, situation where you talk about the one. Um, So, yeah, your soulmate can be like a best friend. And I remember just understanding that because, again, that was another situation where I was connecting the two. I was connecting soulmate to the one, too. But my question is in regards to romance, a romance romance, relationship, not your best friend or your sister Penny. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about in the context in which Ellen Mm -hmm. was talking about it and and the GMA day hosts were talking about it. I mean, I've definitely had, I would say, the moment um, of realizing I could be with this person a couple times. But I think it takes more getting to know that person, understanding them mm-hmm. Pro- after that initial like right moment right. to like really understand like okay, well like yeah, this is actually someone because relationships are hard. Like right. you could have that one like aha moment, but they could be you know a I mean, Lawrence no one, or a Yasir. No or, one said it was going to be a cakewalk. Well, and I think I, know, I think but there's when a it, lot that goes when you into talk it. about the one, I always think about the quote from Sex in the City. Um, that Charlotte says, you know, I'm not. What she I'm not in love all day every day. But at I'm some not, point, I'm happy. And she said, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I'm not happy all day every day. But at some point during the day, I find happiness mm-hmm. in my relationship with this. With and this Samantha person. was unhappy three months ago. And for me, like that, to me, that's what I would need from the one. And I think to Jace's point, you don't really know that until you get to know them. A yes. little bit more beyond that. Oh yeah, you're. I'm attracted to you, and the sex is good. Right. Like, but there's still like an energy or a vibe. Yeah, for there's sure. an energy because I certainly feel like I have met the one. I don't know if it's the one for right now, but I feel like I have. Within really? The past, yeah. Who? I do. I'm not freaking saying that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know who you're talking to? You're not about to bait me in front of this microphone. We're having cocktails after, right? Maybe we'll get. Yeah, um, no, oh my god, I forgot about that. Look at how I'm dressed. I'm in Tom's. She's, she's flawless. We're going to an undisclosed always. location. Bye. Bye. I'm in Tom's leggings and an oversized You're shirt. All this black. new face, this new lip. She's ready. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just ready. a little And a high bind. 
but anyway, I say that to say I do think that. I, but in the in the past, I felt like I hadn't met the one. But maybe he was the one for right then. Right. But I feel like that takes away the specialty of being the one. Like I need you to be the one. But I'll say, <coughs> excuse me, that I. I can't say for certain that the person that comes to mind is the one. We just, we work well together. I Let just me, feel like kind of putting that pressure. Because, okay, this is one conversation that I've had before, um, in particular with being Mary Jane. And oh, um, I love that show so much. I'm so Corey and I were back. just talking about just that talking before about we started that. recording. Um, because it just it was the season of Pony that's not when Mara here. was in charge, it was just that girl. It was good. It was that girl. Um, no shade to Patrick Ian Polk. But her relationship with Sheldon DeWitt, he was just what? Who was that? Uh green eyes, the uh, Oh yes, okay. Michael Ely looking right. man. Right. Michael yeah. Ely her toothbrush away every night. Yes, right. And like his kind of narrative was like, I want to get to know you organically. So if I do get to marry you, I know it's because I is I want to marry you, not because I had this preset notion to marry you when I first met you. And mm. so which is very fuckboy language. I was about to say that sounded Because I had a I had a full blown conversation about this um prior fuck before. Niggish. Right. I was like, mm, yeah. nah, mm, mm. Um But really like do we have to put the pressure on being the one? Like can we just be together and happy? And not say like there's an expiration date, but like if one comes or one doesn't come, like right. Because that was going to yeah. be my question to you, Shar. Let's say you don't marry this person who you feel like or felt like could be the one. I don't think we'll like, get would married. You, okay, I feel like right. he's resistant to the idea of me being the one. Okay, but I'm saying, so like, let's say you meet someone else who's amazing, but maybe you don't feel the same way about this person as you, as you did the one you felt was the one. Mm-hmm. Would you still marry them? Probably. Yeah. If they were, if they were the a good page. fit in the yeah. puzzle piece. Right. Probably. Yeah. But I don't want to settle. But there, I do want to note that there have been men that have come in my life in the past who were who were certainly the one. Like mm. our chemistry was off the Richter scale. We worked well together. Um, but it just didn't end up leading anywhere or doing anything. And, and if it did, it went down in flames. Mm. So that's Ooh, why I say the one respect. for... The one for right now. Don't you ever <laughs> insult me like that again. You know um, but yeah, so it, it I go back and forth with it because you guys know I try to steer clear of the companionship. I mean, I, I avoid think it it's like the play. Definitely, like, let's just say that like me and Corey are like going strong, and then like he dies or I die. What the? F- it's what? a reality. You have that's to deal a very, with. that's very real. The apocalypse. So the bitch morbid. got on the plane and left her husband. So I like. Have to. Right, we talked. <laughs> right, we did too. I'm like, I would have. Why? Told why, her why should both of us die? Yeah. Right, you, know, you like, ain't close. L.A. Right. traffic. Right. I love you. Take care. Right. Like, if we ever get to like that point, like I would be like, you know, I would want him to find love. Oh, absolutely. I think me. everybody does. It's yeah. very rare for someone to be like, oh, I'm diagnosed with this terminal illness, and when I go, don't, 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 you, don't you do nothing. <laughs> right. It's what? very rare to come across. There was a Black Mirror episode about that. Where she was in a coma, and then they put the chip. Yes, we that. yes, uh, the, and she was in the teddy bear. Right, right. And yeah, stuff. yes. Like, but you have to move forward in life, beloved. Forward. So, um, I think the one is kind of a problematic term to be quite honest. Well, yeah, for the poly folk, of course it is. Or for the massage, not misogynistic, um, the monogamous people too, because like, let's just say someone dies, or like, it's not working to the point where you guys are both miserable. Well, see, the thing is, I feel like the one 
has it serves its 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 place for the moment in time. Like let's say someone mm-hmm. does die, you may not come across anyone else to complete that puzzle piece like your like your 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 deceased partner right. did. Right. That's what makes them the one. You may never come across. You may but get you can in find other, someone who you may another, get in another other space relationships, but they may never live up to that bar another chamber that was set. well or maybe a different bar maybe a different bar but yeah. i'm just saying overall i feel like that is yeah, how you differentiate the one yeah like i'm happy with you but you will never be my you know right who who that person was to me or right. you'll never mean what that's just not our relationship but i, I love have, you yeah i have a friend who speaking of well, her husband died and she's remarried and she still wears her oh wow deceased husband not the full blown ring but, but like, like the, the band, the band. Yeah. like she has her her new engagement ring her new wedding ring and her, also her old yeah. wedding band that she still wears every single day i know people who are who let me not get too specific i know people who are married i know a girl who's married but still considers her first her one true first love not the one but she's still you know her heart is with her husband but i can't say that if she came across you know that she wouldn't it wouldn't the thought wouldn't cross her mind for one last romp and i think that it's important to acknowledge that reality for a lot of folks Mm -hmm. that's not a rare case let's be honest that's not a rare case so yeah the one is an iffy topic but um i certainly feel like i i don't know if it's just out of limited option <laughs> but i do feel like in certain in regards i have found yeah but i do feel that this person is resistant to the idea of me being the one and that may be the which is up. which is very much a real thing yeah i think that's so what you I've get ever with somebody that okay i don't think i've ever been to re- resist it to someone's attraction to me and i want to be very specific about this because Somebody out there is scoffing at me saying this, but what I'm saying is I have not come across a man that, I mean, I've been resistant because they've laid out, it's been like strictly sexual stuff. I haven't met a man that's been like, oh, I want to give you the world, so to speak. It's all my body. It's literally that. So that's why I feel confident enough and bold enough to make that damn statement. Right. I've never, you know what I'm saying? I've never been presented. yet. But that's what I'm saying. Right. I want to clear that up for listeners who are rolling their eyes at me, which I'm sure they are right now. I've never met a a person who has presented them like presented like rolled out the red carpet, so to speak, for me. And I've been resistant to that mm-hmm. idea. Not saying that I'm doing that for other people. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm just saying, like for, for gender roles and chivalry right. aspects. Now would you marry someone who did not vocalize that you are the one? But yeah. you felt they were the one. And they didn't tell me? And they didn't say if like, they were shown oh. in their actions. Yeah, I don't need I don't need you to say, Shar. I think you're the one. If it's in your actions, your actions mean more to me than your words do. Hmm. Honestly, amen. Because words mean nothing if the action don't support it. Right. What am I here for? True, very true. What are we doing? But words mean things. They do, but actions mean more. Because you can sit up and it, tweet all day. And a, but lot of, a lot of the, to be honest, falls in line with what your primary love language is too. Very true. You know. Yeah, because I've definitely been in situations where they have said something and the actions were com- gold, but their words were bronze. Right. And when it came down to it, they're like, well, I told you, da 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 I'm just like, but right. you were doing gold actions. Mm-hmm. Right. But 
because of the what you said, bronze is just like, all right, well, you told me, so I have to go like, by what, what you like, said. Like, I don't want to be your boyfriend, but they doing boyfriend right, stuff. Right, right. That's happened to me, too. Yeah. Right. But you're saying actions are like over I'm six, so- over like ride, I guess, words. Because I firmly believe that that I do believe that to be true. I believe that if they vocalize to you, well, I told you I didn't want you to be my boyfriend, I would feel like that's a flat out lie because that's not how you've actually, that's not yeah, how we've that's experienced very true. Each other. That's very true. That has not been our experience. But we like, which I should going to do is different right. when it comes down to it. I feel like that's the problem. I feel like if you doing boyfriend, girlfriend shit with me and you tell me that you don't want me to be your girlfriend, then you're being resistant, like I was bringing up to the but idea then, like, of your being feelings the one. Like that's exactly what I when I said this is a very real thing. It is. Yeah, yeah it you are being is. resistant. Right, but I can often be resistant and keep going for this like fairy tale ride that doesn't really exist. No, because no. eventually it's going to come to a that. head. We're going to be like, well, no, no, you no, know. No, for me personally, I have danced this dance for too long. Oof. Absolutely not. It's just until the next some some comes along and and, and takes my attention away. But yeah, for exactly. right now, I'm here. Right, right. This is what I'm doing. This Worst is where I'm things. at. Right. But I mean, I've seen and I've seen the actions and I've heard the words. Lived it. Mm-hmm. And they are not. And right now, I isn't matching O. <laughs> um. So my topic is about outgrowing friendship. Um, so this week's episode of Insecure on HBO, um, we saw that, and I feel think there's something's going on with um, Tiffany and this baby and something with her husband. Like I don't know what it is, but there's something weird. I, I do. I do too. Um, so we saw that Tiffany had her baby shower and she had a lot of um, bops. What was it called? The brunch crew. The crazy crew. The crazy crew. Um, planning her baby shower instead of her friends that we've known her to be her best friends throughout mm-hmm. the whole entire series. And her friends walked up to the baby shower like, well, who are these people that were planning your baby shower? Like, I, huh? And they kind of felt some type of way about it. And then Kelly, when she came, who made cakes, especially with the Gladys last, Knight. Gladys, Gladys Knight cakes. Knight. Gluten-free. With the little drops of chocolate. Cupcakes. To symbolize that you're still a you Negro. You better midnight train these motherfuckers to that table. <laughs> Love that line. And then, yeah, and so basically they had a real conversation outside and they kind of like kind of foreshadowed that when they went to Coachella when she ate the edible mm-hmm. brownie and she was on the car with Issa about things changing after she had this baby. So I wanted to guys get your input on has there ever been a friendship that you outgrew, whether it be to, you know, post-college or marriage or babies or moving across the country. Like, are there any relationships that you were okay with being outgrown? Some situations that you you weren't okay with outgrowing? Well, I want to start this by prefacing that even though that these four women collectively make a group of friends, they have their own individual best friends. So it's very Beyonce Kelly over here, Latoya Latavia over here, but we're yeah. still a group. Mm-hmm. I want to because pre- they're not yeah, telling so each Kelly other. Yeah, so Kelly and Tiffany were like close, yes, and then Issa and, Issa and, and Molly, Molly are were close, very close, but they still gel together. For and then a Kelly felt some type of way because she's like, "Well, y'all have each other. Like, I got right, nobody." Right. Tiffany's now I'm the on. odd man out mm-hmm. because Tiffany and me exchange secrets, and Issa and Molly exchange secrets that the other two ain't privy of right so i want to lay that out too because that's important because right. this isn't like a a, a level playing field right. um cory you go first you're our guest i still have friendships i'm mourning over to be honest and but not in a not in a like i can't let it go and, and live free mm-hmm. and feel like i'm still you know evolving as a person but yeah you know when you when you invest a lot into one another 
and you poured a mm-hmm. lot into a person and then that relationship isn't there anymore, it, it still hurts to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I have definitely lived that and, and been in those moments where it hurts. Do you feel like there's a reason why God or the life of the universe kind of took these people out of your life? Or have you kind of identified that? Or In some relationships, I was able to identify with it. In some, I'm just like, okay, God, I just got to trust you on this one. Yeah. That for whatever reason, you saw fit for us to not be in each other's lives anymore. And I think that's how you resolve it. And was there something that actually like happened that drew the friendship apart? Was it just like time or... Uh, it's been a number a bad of, birthday trip it's it's been a number of things sometimes it's a big blow up you know where you have a big argument and mm-hmm. things are said like in in i think it was season one when molly and Issa oh. had the big blow out blow up right that happens every insecure episode season seven so i think something's gonna happen this yeah. up this upcoming sunday because something happened last year i can't remember what the big blow up was oh that was Issa and lawrence the big fight that they right. had and then right. season one was Issa and Molly outside of the party. Right. So, so season some, seven yeah. is, I mean, episode seven is coming up this upcoming Sunday. And yeah. I wonder if things will come to head yeah. within the friend group. Right. Because sometimes it's very like in your face. Like It's okay, always jarring. Right. <laughs> super jarring. And then sometimes you, you look up and you're like, man, like I haven't, I see that we've grown apart and it kind of happened over time. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of varied for me. I don't fight with my friends. Like. I have. I, I've had disagreements and it's only for people, people who are, cause I have one friend in particular that we were very, very close, like literally our entire lives. And we had a disagreement and we were not ever going to come to an agreement with what we were arguing about. And it took a good year to just kind of be like, all right, well, we're not going to agree. So I still love you. Let's just continue our friendship. Um, there is another, because um, I already knew that that one was going to just like, it just needed to blow over. Because you always know. Like, there's either something that was like, all right, you're out of my life for good. Sometimes or, you're out of people's space. Yeah, which is fine, which is completely fine. I And I respect it. And if someone told me that, like, hey, I need space, then as a friend, probably not with a, not with a boyfriend. If you, your space is like a trip in Vegas, but come back. But it was a friend that was like, hey, I want space and, you know, I need to kind of like get over X, Y, Z. I would give that I would give that to you. Um, but I have had a couple of friends and I always, whether it be a friendship or a breakup, I always kind of ask God, like, why this person's not in my life anymore? And I try to like do like a whole, I don't like graph of like an aura outline about what our friendship looked like, where the pros were, the cons. And I could understand, it gives me clarity with why they're not in my life anymore. And it helps me move past and move forward with that. Because I don't think that people are, some people in particular are meant to be in life forever. Like, it's, it's for a season. It's for a season. Like, like the even one. Even those golden friendships where yeah. you just like, oh, we're definitely going to grow old together. Mm-hmm. See, my thing with this is that I always, and I think I've shared this on this platform before, growing up, that's literally all, all I wanted. Now, before I understood the complexities of friendships and the complexities of people, when I looked at examples of like Beyonce Kelly or Oprah and Gail, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have that. But that's just not my reality. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, when I was when when you were telling me about this, I did get a little emotional because I related to Kelly a lot. But one of Kelly my Rowland? friends, no, the Kelly character. Oh, okay, got you. Natasha. One of Natasha mm-hmm. Rothwell. Rothwell. 
So <laughs> one like of my her. friends, uh, we actually grew apart because of distance and because life was moving at different paces. But we had all of our formative years, adolescence together. He knows some of my deepest, darkest secrets. He knew me when I was peak whole phase like he yes we experienced so Drop much top. together by being total opposites i was the wild child and he was refined but it we went together like peanut butter and jelly you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and so but yeah just just distance and and life moving at different paces is what made us distant one of my trans girlfriends who i still kind of like like you were mentioning Corey, uh kind of mourn um because she's the only trans woman who knows me on that level uh we we went to high school together but we just don't align we're two totally different women with two totally Mm -hmm. different visions right and we do not align and so the last time i saw her i was just thinking about this was uh four years ago she came to my house she was living in victorville at the time with her boyfriend oh god Yes, she was in Victorville with her boyfriend, and she and her boyfriend both came to my house. This is when me, Pierre, and Terrence lived together, and we were having a house party, and she came over, and uh, that's the last time that I saw her, but we had fun at the party, mm-hmm. um, and she was leaving to back to Chicago. She was done with him. Victorville. As a matter of fact, the crock pot that I have, she gave to me because she didn't, didn't cook and had a brand new like Huntington Beach crock pot. And she was like, girl, I know you cook. Oh, do you want this? Right. I was like, hell yeah. Right. right. So, make that gumbo. Um, <laughs> so I do. You don't make gumbo in a crock pot, Jace. <laughs> Jambalaya? That's the know. second time you've insulted me on this on this podcast. <laughs> Look, you today. make something in a big ass pot. If anybody that ever. You saw br- not called me to have anybody. If everybody so. ever. any Anybody ever serves you gumbo in a crock pot, <laughs> leave. But anyway. Noted. Thank you. Um, jambalaya? So jambalaya, I think, can be done. Okay. But even yeah. that's iffy. Stove top! Oh. But, uh, Sorry for y'all ears. To freedom! Right. <laughs> that was the, the exact note of freedom. Right. <laughs> but no, so I say that to say uh, those were the two friendships that stuck out to me the most when you brought this up. But uh, honestly, as far as it relates to Kelly and Tiffany, I feel that way with literally all of my cis girlfriends. Mm, These are girls that right. I that I came of age with, that we know each other's secrets. We were in college together all that time. We helped. We supported each other. We were lean. And I shouldn't say we were because we still are. Just things are so, 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 so different now. Right. And I'm not mad about it. And I don't think Kelly was necessarily mad. Or I don't think I saw she's people hurt. people calling Kelly jealous. She's wow. not jealous. It's it's hard. It's in your face and it's harsh. Yeah. It's a breakup. Yeah. It's a it ripping is. off of the it's, band-aid. It's a divorce. Yeah. yeah. It's a, and yeah. I experienced that with literally all of my girlfriends are either wives and or mothers. Right. Literally. And it was like a pack of like seven or eight of us. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's only one other. Shout out to Shar. Her name's Char too. I'm like, Char, what? She's another. <laughs> she's a. We're both Char J's. If mm. you guys have been following me long enough, then you've seen her. Gorgeous girl. We're like the same height. She did girls basketball. Shout out to Char. Um, and so she and I still connect and can still paint the town red. But all of my friends are like, tie, you know, mm-hmm. like what comes with that? Mm-hmm. Or their husband, my husband's, you know, right. it's it's weird. Well, and I think, I think that social comes media with... adds to the morning. I feel like in my really? own personal case, Block. because again. <laughs> You're, you didn't end on bad terms. Like, why would we block yeah. each other? It's not like we fought or, you know, something tumultuous happened. But you're seeing you're seeing the birth of children and you're seeing... First day of school right, picks. And, and it's just like, wow. Like, I, I don't share a connection think, with this person who I was really close 
And I want to emphasize that when you, I know for me, when I found out that certain uh, certain people in my friend group were pregnant, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be an auntie. Da, da, da. Please. Right. I don't have a relationship with these kids. Right. Right. Outside but I of think also, that awkward high and, and and now I've turned into the creepy aunt that comes around and say, girl, I remember when your mama was pregnant <laughs> right. with you. And you're like, who the fuck is right? Like, okay. I'm that aunt now, right. you know? Right. So it's, and it, but we I think come also the culture of like, because what I will say is that people who I went to school with in Riverside, who was it's still only an hour away from L.A., are married with kids and like all even people I went to college with who don't live in LA, I think LA the culture and the climate when it comes to entertainment you don't have the time to really sit down it's expensive I was about to say or the funds yeah like you can't like you have to have a million bucks to buy a house out here like who wants to raise a kid in a two bedroom apartment in Panorama City and even you know? then school supply lists and yeah. lunch money and, and field so trips like it's and... expensive to have kids and so when people are like you know in these rural areas or even suburban places where it's more cost well, my effective friend, my friends aren't in rural areas my friends are in a major city they're all in like Dallas is Dallas a major city, though? Dallas is a major city. It's a oh, huge, I mean, it's still huge Texas. city. Really? First of all, what you not about to... This is the third time. I'm about to walk out of studio. <laughs> this I is mean, the third time you have insulted me. He's, Dallas, a, he's a true Cali boy. Texas is not But I don't rural. even see that, like, LA is, is a city, This is not El Paso. LA is a city. It's a city, but I understood that more when, as I got older. But when I grew up, like, downtown LA was, like, the city. But everywhere else was just, like, suburbs. Okay. Like the Staples Center. Dallas, Texas is huge and it is a metropolis and it is a city. But it's still cost effective. It's less less expensive than it is to like live in New York or LA or San Francisco. Absolutely. And so like us being in these expensive cities, it's a little bit different to. Thank you for framing it that way. Yeah. You know, I. I, But that doesn't take away some of the hurt. So yeah. I'm glad that they highlighted that. I think that adds on to that because like you're not in the spaces. Like I feel like if you're a clerk at you know a social security office in dallas mm-hmm. you may have a different type of lifestyle person in your personal oh, absolutely. life absolutely a matter of fact shout out to well i won't say her name but one of my friends wrote me on snapchat and she was like and i was like i just got to get back down there and she was like yeah you do i think that that episode of insecure for my friends that watched it that kind of put things into perspective for everybody right. this last week so no, yeah okay so yeah. now it's like People okay let's friends. try to plan a trip but girls' trips are never, they never really come to fruition because they don't want to travel where I'm traveling to. Because I have a disposable income to an extent right. in comparison and to And I got childcare and mortgages. Yeah, they, exactly. Right. So, and then I, I noticed, you know, as far as not feeling included, um, I've been to a few of my friends' weddings and I, they know that I feel this way. So I don't feel any type of way for saying it on camera. Uh, I mean, well, on the show um, where all of my friends have been bridesmaids except for me. That felt kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. But you know what? Being a bridesmaid is really like a lot of pressure. I I have my friends who are bridesmaids. I got none but time. Right. And I think True. it does say a lot about how you feel about a person when you invite yeah. them to be in the Yeah, and so wedding. I tried to think about it. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, was yeah. it like proximity because I'm on the West Coast? Because everybody literally started getting married. When I turned 27, that's when the invites were coming left right. and right, left and right. That late 20s invite. I was flying out in October. I was flying out in December, like literally. So, uh, yeah, they know that I felt some type of way about that. But even, like I said, so many of dynamics have shifted. And I think about one of my best friends, her bachelorette party. We had such a blast. But that was like the last time. And I didn't I didn't see it for what it was at the time. Right. You know, like I'm like, because things nothing had changed right. yet. 
But in um, but in you all's experiences, like now we're all part of the Thirty Club. Like, is there any coming back for Tiffany and Kelly because their their worlds are so different now? I think there is, but there will always be a, a veil. There will always be some type of limitation, and I say that because I'm living it. Right. I'm living. You know what I'm right. saying. And I don't think that's a bad thing either, to be honest. It's not. Yeah. Like they, I don't think it's a bad life thing. Change. Kelly will find another Tiffany. Right. I feel like that'll be my my life monkey. Matter of fact, that might explain now that I think about it on the kiss and tell. That might explain why in Los Angeles in particular I have an influx of gay male friends. L.A. is this has been the most gay guys that I've been surrounded by my entire life, literally entire life. My entire life has been with cis women, cis black women. It's always mm. been a group of us rolling, but with life rolling. And it's like, okay. And we just see her at West Hollywood at Trunks. Right. I don't know uh, a lot of uh, gay guys, black gay guys in, in Los Angeles that are settling down, quote unquote, or doing anything. So it's like, we got free time. You got free time. I got free time. So it was like, okay, we're the last two standing. Let's go, you know, let's go to, to Blow Fridays and do what we got to do. Because it's just us. Everybody else has moved on. So this has been, it's funny that you mentioned that because that, it literally just hit me like mm-hmm. an aha moment. Yeah. I've never been. I've never had this many gay male friends in my entire life in, in L.A. Yeah, we're and it might be because we're products of, of circumstance. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Not that that's anything bad, yeah. but I'm just saying. Like when I think, I about want it, my babies. I was raised. I, my I had two LGBT friends, like friends, friends, <laughs> two. One LGBT trans. Friends. Well, I say that because one was trans yeah, and one no. was a gay guy, so I can't group them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, like I said, the rest were women. The rest so, were women, cis women. Excuse uh, me. So we, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't say what our predictions are for Mr. Nathan, since we've Who's touched Nathan? on insecure. Insecure. Issa's newest Keep love interest. The light oh, skin guy. Uh, I'm Lift about to Bay. leave. Kendrick. I'm about yeah, to leave. Kendrick. Yeah. Um, what are, what are predictions that for? That nigga locked up. I think he's in jail. Well, I actually, think... no. He can't be in jail because they spoke to him. That's you what I said. That was you... my theory. Like, you don't... If a person's in jail, you, their no... one call is not going to be Uber or Lyft. But you could also well, say you spoke to someone. That could be a representative, his attorney. That could, like, doesn't no, have to be she him. Said the, the Lyft woman said that she spoke to Nathan that day. So he can't be in, jail. in jail. I think he has a she hidden family. She could also be... A hidden family. A I think that's wife a, and kids. I, that is a possibility. And you're at Coachella. That is a possibility. And because also, it's to jail. me, what the other giveaway was was she was like, "Why you didn't hit me up? Like, why didn't he hit her up? Like, there is something else is going He's a scammer. on. There's something going on in the background. He's. This, I did see a good Twitter theory saying that he only was uh, with Lee. Issa, he might have only showed up in her life until the lift thing cleared. Mm-hmm. And so now that the, the calls have been made, there's no need to want oh, to get so on that good she terms. Wouldn't, right. So that she wouldn't report him mm-hmm. because he might be on the run from mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in jail, though. And because I, think, I, don't think, I think they've pulled from Mara Brock Akil. I think that Insecure is going to weave men in and out. Of, oh, of, of the show? season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kendrick is just part of that season three fabric. Absolutely. Oh, I think and he was going to be there for the long run yeah. at all. They've yeah. weaved guys out this entire yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Daniel's out now. Lawrence is back. Broderick Hunter Lawrence was... Lawrence is quote unquote back. What? Yeah, one episode. But I'm saying as far as the weaving in and out. Right. 
Like, yeah. it's very rare that women have one episode on Insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, all of Issa's coworkers right, were involved. Right, all right, of her right, friends right. were. So the men are very in and out on the show. It's like right. a rotating door. Right. So we may we Dro may catch one more on. glimpse of of Nathan, but I don't know if we got two episodes. Yeah, we got two more. We have an hour. No, we'll definitely see him again, but I don't think he's he'll see him season four. He'll be a mainstay because, like Issa, like it's a, it's good for her. We can all say that Nathan is good for Issa, mm-hmm. but like, are you kidding me? I would have totally. I, I don't see how she kept her hands to herself. I would have been, I would have been all over Nathan like white on rice. You're attractive, supportive, and and just just there for me when I need you. What? But you, but I don't see the chemistry as deep as she had with like a Daniel or a Lawrence. They got chemistry. I didn't see any chemistry with Daniel. That's like I, I didn't see any chemistry with her. And really? No. Lawrence, I'll they give had you. history though. They, they, they had, had history, like but history. I didn't see any chemistry. She got more chemistry with Nathan than, than she does Daniel. I agree. I agree with that. Absolutely. What do y'all think? To me, she wasn't just wanting to rip Daniel's clothes off every time she was around him. Like I no. didn't. Feel Maybe that, that was just energy. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's my predictions. I think he either has a family. Or to rip from Twitter, the Twitter prediction that I saw, he was just hanging around until the lift shenanigans were over. And now that they are, you He's know. Out. He's smart. Mm. We shall see two more episodes to go. All right. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. So this week's um, kiss and tell kudos. So this week is the Emmy. So y'all got two episodes of kiss and tell radio this week. So, you know feel happy about it tweet us um but this week is also the emmys so our kiss and tell kudos goes to your kiss and tell kudos our show's kiss and tell kudos goes to i'm julie chen our (laughs) oh are you i'm julie i'm julie chen moonves right it's signing out thank (laughs) you big brother (laughs) um to RuPaul, congrats on your Emmy. um congratulate congratulations i think that's the tweet i saw you get it? Congrats, uh, RuPaul. And Ru, I will say Ru gets a Ru small a- shout out in my dissertation as I sort of talk about, you know, the onset of reality TV and uh, whether or not you are for, you know, Ru or not. He's huge. He, Ru that did. That means nothing. Ru did, you know, introduce Ru's a pioneer. us. Pi- yeah, pioneer. He's a pioneer. In, in the TV and film world, so... It's Rue, a well-deserved Emmy. Rue is definitely visible. And you know what? I have to shout out the Vixen because the Vixen, I believe, is what got RuPaul the Emmy for this particular season of Drag Race because if the Vixen hadn't been casted, would nobody be talking about the damn show this season? And y'all could take what y'all want from from that. Shout out to executive producer The Vixen and Eureka. But RuPaul is a pioneer. I won't take that away from The boss. But some of RuPaul's views are extremely problematic and anti-black. So are mine. Well, not anti-black, but problematic. I was about to say, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) What show do you have me on? (laughs) Yeah, so shout out to um, RuPaul. Congrats. The Emmys were great, too. I loved the, uh, really quickly, I loved the reparations Emmys. Yes. Mm, mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. First of all, I thought that Michael Che and what's his co-host name? I don't know these people from Saturday Night Live. I, I know Kate Muldrew or whatever. And didn't the Saturday Night Live, what's his name, Lauren Michaels, didn't he produce the show? Did he? I it think would that's make why sense we got because some, Maya Rudolph, they all were of part SNL of it. Yeah. was and they were there. A big part of the show. And SNL is an NBC show, yeah. and the Emmys were on NBC. Yeah. So there I think that go. Lauren was in charge of it. But anyway, um, 
the Emmys gave out reparations Emmys. Uh, they gave one to Kadeem Hardison for his uh, hey. name, his, uh, his role, Dwayne Wayne, on A Different World. Marla Gibbs as Florence on The Jeffersons, Tashina Arnold as Pamela James and Rochelle. Uh, from both Martin and Everybody Hates Chris, John Witherspoon from the Wayans Brothers, Jimmy J.J. Walker for Good Times, and Jaleel White from Family Matters. Did I do that? It was a great segment. The Emmys were actually, they were not bad. And I loved the orchestra. I knew the conductor was black because they were playing (laughs) all of the crooning oldies, like all of them. I didn't like how they did the nominees before introducing the people who would present the award. It was very backwards. But all, all in all, I really don't have too many major complaints aside from Sandra O oh being obviously yeah. robbed. And uh, clearly I need to catch up on some of those shows like yeah. the Marvelous May- Mavis Staples or whatever the hell right. that show what? is. Right. There's some show that swept the Emmys. I'm glad and, American Crime Story Versace got their roses. Yeah. And shout out to Regina King too. Like oh, I yes. Yes. am a huge My Capricorn sister. Brenda on 227. Same. She's been in the game Same. forever and mm-hmm. still killing it. Killing and it. she's yeah. just now getting her Stabbing recognition. People. Yeah, what's his face just got his first Emmy. Um, the Fonz from Happy Days. Sunday, Monday. That was his first days. one, okay. and he's in the sunset of his life. Betty White still looks good. She's yeah, ninety six. She, mm-hmm. she does. Still got her full Smashed mind. Back pussy cat. It was good. It was a good show. Yeah, I, I appreciated show. the the little surprises. I did not appreciate the lack of diversity in winners. Right, that part. That part. Because Atlanta had like whole categories to themselves. And was not winning. Right, and lost. Um, So, Corey, so you have a show, Limiting Your Lens, that is now just wrapped. Congratulations. The season finale was um, last week. Thank you, thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit more about Limiting Your Lens. What was your motive behind it? And who did you actually feature on the show? Yeah, so Limiting Your Lens. So uh, I have been in L.A. now just a little over four years and I came out here and, you know, I hit the ground running with developing shows, pitching shows, partnering with other producers, and nothing was really moving. And, and the notes, where? I grew up in, I was born and raised in South Carolina. I spent the first 25 years of my life in South Carolina. And Were you doing scripted shows when you got out here? I was focused more so on scripted. Honestly, because that honestly reminds me really quickly not to interrupt your answer. I was reading. I don't know if you saw Kenya Barris's interview in The Hollywood Reporter where he was dropping all those bombs and ripping ABC a new asshole. Mm. But uh, oh, yes. When I tell you, Kenya, let the chopper sing on ABC. Read that. Oh, my. I'm salivating thinking about it. But anyway, um, part of a little blip in his bio is that he I forgot what show he used to work on, but he pitched. It was like 18 pilots and, and and pilots, excuse me, and then the 19th one was blackish. Mm-hmm. And he had great pilots. Like ABC mm-hmm. I think just uh turned one down starring Felicity Huffman and uh Courtney B Vance. Mm-hmm. It was like a political type thing. Yeah. And I'm like that sounds first of all they're both phenomenal actors. Right. right. But I just thought that that was something to note. Like this yeah. I forgot what show he was on, but it was 18 pilots like he was grinding yeah. good on for the, him for sticking to it that's what i'm yeah. saying and on the 19th Jesus. one yeah i mean yeah, well, i'm over was, here on one like yeah, so well. it's, it's a real thing that you know i was developing and pitching shows and nothing was really taken off and so finally i was like well Corey, what can you do now with the resources you have and so that's how Limit your lens was born so basically you know let me let me your lens is a show where i interview just some of the extraordinary people that i was meeting every day and they get a chance to spotlight whatever 
project, initiative, brand, whatever it is, because what I was finding was that, you know, we're in this space now where, you know, if anybody can create. Mm-hmm. You know, we have platforms like and YouTube, distribute, right. IGTV, Facebook Watch, where all you need is a camera and some talent and you can go out there and you can tell your stories. Sorry, I'm doing but, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, I hear cream. But I was, you know, it's a very saturated market too. And right. so Let Me Your Lens is a platform to really just showcase some of the dope, amazing artists and artistry that's out there right now. So, you know, to your point, Shar, you know, one my first guest of the season who kicked it off was the lovely and talented Jania Frederick, mm-hmm. who you, Great you've seen on uh, show, great shows like Noah's Ark. She was on NBC Passions back in the so day. So she was the um, threesome that Wade set up. Yes, she was part of the threesome with, with Wade and, and Noah, with Noah. Mm-hmm. back in the She's day. She's a great person. I met her in the bathroom at... at some benefit. What? Yeah. Jania is one of the most down to earth, you know, beautiful, talented, Fine you know, husband. black actresses mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Uh, and she even says, you know, she was part of a pilot that she shot with Whoopi Goldberg wow. that I believe ABC turned down too. So, you know, again, just going back to what motivated me was that I wasn't going to let anybody stop me. Right. From telling, I got to pause from you right my there. Story. I got to pause you right there because yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. If I'm on a show with Whoopi freaking Goldberg, we in it to win it. Are you kidding me? And they were like, no, we're good on this And Whoopi's the the moderator on The View? Exactly. Oh, I'm in it to win it. What do you mean you're turning this show down, ABC? Wow. Okay, proceed. Yeah, so so that's (laughs) that's going to be your lens. We will be back in in probably March 2019. We'll come back with season two. Um, More guests, more inspiring stories. Um, Look to see... You know, musicians, uh, brands, you know, just dope, amazing people. It's just a platform for people to. to it's an interview series. It's an interview talk show, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I'm working on other things. You know, I'm developing other shows, some for digital, some for TV and film. So, you know, we're doing the thing over at CEO Entertainment. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely say that one thing that I, because Corey and I have been like on a binge of web series. And being creatives as individuals and our, ourselves, we kind of have an eye for things. And sometimes, you know, it's great. Like I said, you, you have a camera and a lights and a boom. But sometimes the not production <laughs> <laughs> the production does not come out the way, like quality. Right. And I will say Limier Lens is definitely something because of your experience with consulting with different companies is something that looks visually appealing. I think that's something that, you know, some, you can have a great idea, but if it does not visually stimulate the listener or the audience or the viewer, right. the message could fall short. So I definitely think you. And do a oftentimes great job. it will in this. In this, just to go back to what you said about like the saturated market, I had someone right. talk to me about this. I want to say a few months ago, and it felt like when he was talking to me, he was trying to discourage me, mm-hmm. and I had to check him mm-hmm. because. I feel like, and this is for anyone listening, if you're approaching something, if you want a podcast, if you want a YouTube channel, do not pay attention to the saturated market nope. because there is enough out here for all of us. Absolutely. Trust me. Hear me when I tell Absolutely. you. There is enough out here for all of us and a lot of the public, much like yourselves and much like myself, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. I right. watch the talk. I watch the view. I watch Wendy. 
Like I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. fighting over, you know what I'm saying? And but even, make it good. Even with all of the primetime shows that I just rattled off, I, right. it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm watching How to Get Away with, or even cl- I'll say clashing shows. Right. It's not right. like I'm saying, oh, I'm watching American Crime, I mean American Horror Story Apocalypse, so I can't watch Greenleaf. Right. What? No. Right. Absolutely. So it's enough Absolutely. out here for people to compartmentalize and do not worry about no damn saturated market right. and. Speaking of which, I just thought about a podcast that Corey, our guest, referred to me. It was an episode from Yvonne Orgy and and Mm -hmm. Lovey's podcast. And Yvonne mentioned that there are... Her example was that there are a million brands of water, but you're going to get which water you like. Right. You go down the aisle, it's Ice Mountain, Ice Mountain, Essentia, Nestle, Perrier... It's so many different so brands of water. And Shout we don't to Perry for his Intel sponsors. Yes, we love you all. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. never look at things like that. Yeah, so when people try to come and talk to y'all about some damn saturated market, if you want to get your nail business off the off the, the ground, your, your But my thing is like, make it look good. Here. Like, don't have as... I mean, well, yeah. Because it's saturated, but with that saturation, there's a lot of bullshit out there. So what's going to set you apart? What's right. going to put you in the top 10% versus the rest of the 95% of the thousands? Well, presentation of stuff out is there? everything. Absolutely. Like, of course, right. don't come with the BS. Right. But you I'm can say- have a bullshit message and great presentation and still go get farther than. But what I'm saying, my overall content. message is do not be discouraged. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. But make it look good. Yeah. Because no one's going to care if it does not look good. And some people don't have resources to make things look good at the moment. But don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Keep on doing That's it. That's the key. Keep that on doing it. That's the key. Um, so, Corey, where can we find you? Yes. So, it's pretty easy to find me. I am the same on all platforms. as Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Emmanuel, E-M-A-N-U-E-L. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and then you can find Lend Me Your Lens on YouTube. Cool. So how many episodes are there total? There are nine episodes total okay. for season one. And again, we'll be back in 2019 with season two. Cool. What was your favorite interview to do? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to say Jania. Okay. You know, because Jania and I, you know, some of the folks that I interviewed, we had, you know, a deeper relationship you know than others mm-hmm. and uh jenny and i i feel like our relationship played out on camera right that we're so comfortable with each other and we kind of have a brother sister relationship and then she just has such a a rich you know breadth of experience you know her story is just so uh you know interesting and compelling so yeah jenny episode one the pilot episode definitely check that out and uh, get a little dose of inspiration. I like the Love Jays. I think that was my Love Jays were fun. Brandon Alexander is another one yeah. that really stands out just because he's a dope uh, person doing a lot in just the whole, like, what does it look like to be a gentleman as a millennial and right. dating? And, yeah, and it's good to see black, one. straight men with some sense. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> let's be honest. Shark and do a whole <laughs> two, three, four episodes on that of, of them without sense. I but, mean, uh, if we're being honest, cool. right? Well, thank you, babe, for joining us today. Glad I hope to you guys enjoyed being you, here very much. Yeah, you did so you enjoy much. yourself a little bit? I did. I look forward to having you guys on season two of Limit Your Lens. So don't make me look for you, Lord. You because I know where you're at. You're gonna have to go through my agent because <laughs> Limit Your Lens is a little bit more. Um, 
refined than Kiss and Tail. Y'all so. can still wear your crop uh, tops. Excuse me, you speak for yourself. You can still wear Char, your crop tops. you were talking about what you were doing back I in the can, day. Let being me a tell ratchet. you something. I can handle an interview in any form. And so can I. I took on Rated MA Podcast, <laughs> and I can take on Lend Me Your Lens. <laughs> Because I'm saying rated MA Bring podcast, it. they were, you know, mm-hmm. those Bring questions, it. it was like Howard Stern. But Ooh, I can Jesus. also sit in front of Diane Sawyer and the Absolutely. best of them and do what I have to do. Amen. And, I, and, and to be clear, you can, you can, we're going to, we're going to have a good time on Let Me Your Lens when y'all come. It's, it's not going to be stiff. I feel like I'm on episode every time it's I not go gonna home. Be, it's not going to be stiff lift. <laughs> we're going to have a good time. <laughs> it's a fun show. Um, so Char, Char says so. Look at her across the board. And welcome back this week. I mean, it's you got two episodes, so you y'all, know. we got so much to tell y'all. Listen, listen, just just tweet us hashtag khe radio at Jace Barons where you can find me at Char says so is where you can find her. And you can also use uh, hashtag kt Fridays and that one too with an S with Fridays. An S. But yeah, um, yeah, give us our feedback of the show. If you guys have any suggestions or even like host or um, guests that you want on the show. Tweet us that because oh, yeah, let, let us know who you who yeah you like who do you want to hear from because we're interested in that too because you know what's that also keep in mind kt mail yes so send in your questions so we got a lot of questions last season um we, we actually have to answer one of them on this season because it kind of overflowed um but yeah send us your cat mail ask kat radio at gmail.com questions complaints concerns and if you want some feedback from two, well, one Capricorn, one half bread. Thank um, you. We'll give it to you. So, yeah. Anything else? That is all I have. I know that this been, like I said, it's been a double whammy. I love you. Bam, bam. Oh, and also thank you all for your warm reception on Twitter. Everybody yes. that tweeted me with those funny gifts and memes. We are back. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but we still got stuff to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Until yeah. next week. Until next week. I'm about to have fun at Beyonce. Peace out. I love us for real, y'all. Bye. Later. Bye. See you there.